because we've been forgetting. No. <laughs> Olis. Oh, let me get on the floor. Oh, yes. Ay. I'm too old for this no, shit. I feel like I'm already feeling the beer already. already I am. We've been... We've, We've been, been at it for a good minute, guys, of course. I know. You know me and Evie. Evie and I, we go... Empezamos a chismear y como it just, like, you know, snowballs into, you know, bigger chisme. And then we talk about traumas and, you know, we start crying sometimes. Yeah. And that just happened, actually. I'm just <laughs> no, <laughs> we did. We, we do. That's, that's you know, a, a day in the life of hanging out with Evie and Julissa. Y- you guys should come hang out with us. If you guys want to hang out one day, let us know. Cause... We charge. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Por minuto. <laughs> Por minuto, okay? So... I was going to say because I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> oh that too me too i'm home all the time now yeah, like I, we haven't gone out i was looking Dude. at my stories my memories and we haven't gone out since january 22nd oh shit yeah i think when was the last time i mean the last time i went out was for my sister-in-law's birthday but that was it. oh yeah yeah, like that was you see, it. And I had, like, I went out to a bar one day, but, like, it was just a couple hours. Like, mm-hmm. and I didn't even get crunk. Yeah. Una buen peda, no sea. No, no I, and I don't even want to get a good peda, but Wait, I just want to hang that? out with my girls. How are you guys? How's it going? We're good. We're fine. We're living. We're chilling. You know, our butts are growing and our titties are growing. So, Not for me, though. <laughs> shut up. I, I see it. I see it. <laughs> Bitch, you see what? <laughs> That's what you tell me. I see now. Dude, the difference. The difference. <laughs> the difference? The difference is que si se te nota No. You've been working out, girl. I haven't in the last two weeks. I really need to get back at it. Are you going to go tomorrow? Yeah. If she's down, I'm down, weedy. I'm jiggy, weedy. I've been telling Lupe this whole week that we should go to the gym. I know. I know we're going to. Isn't that a thing, guys? Like, we always say, like, we make goals for ourselves. Mañana empezamos. And it's so hard to tell, like, to... Like, when you wake up, like, we're going to go early for the gym. But yet, we wake up and we're like, mm, I'll start tomorrow. And the tomorrow never comes. I know. Un but panecito con un cafecito sounds good right now. But honestly, the gym. you have to have someone that actually pushes you. Because if it was me going by myself, I wouldn't have gone. Like, my gym buddy, she was in she was in Mexico for a whole week. And I could have easily gone by myself. But I did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, vacation for me, too. Yeah. So, like, I know if I text her, like, you want to, you down for the gym? She'd be like, I'm down. So, we go. So, we kind of, like, you know, push each other because we're we're going to yeah. be there for each other. If we were gym partners, I'd have been like, oh, Yeah, you're no. like, no. You're like, I feel bad. No, thanks. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Mm-hmm. So, it depends on your gym buddy. And if you don't have a gym buddy, then it depends on you because you have to self-motivate yourself and push yourself to yeah. do things that you want to do that will make you feel better and trust me it is hard to go to the gym i'm not gonna lie Jalissa has seen me you know wobble like a penguin yeah in pain <laughs> but it feels good at the end yeah. when you see progress that's when you're like ooh. you're like yeah i see a little mm-hmm, i see a little mm-hmm. junk in the trunk i see a little less gut mm-hmm. you know my my cheeks got smaller but if you're not, you know, constant like me, then you'll gain that weight back up because you're eating a lot of Ritz with Nutella. <laughs> <laughs> I need to try that. I need to try that because you fire. bring it up a lot. Oh, my God. It's so good. Next guys. time you should have that on the As podcast. a snacky snack? Yeah. Yummers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. It's nice. <laughs> it's really good. I recommend. 10 out of 10. Anyways, guys. You see, empezamos de chismear y pues como que, como yeah. que no nos va a ayudar eso. We trail off. But what are we drinking before we forget? Because I don't think I don't think we've been. Say- I, the last episode we said it 
Yeah, at and, the end. Yeah, at the end. And we were yeah. drinking Trulies, I think. We yeah. haven't drank beer since we started. You know, the audacity we have for having our podcast named Beer Talks. And, and here we're, we are. It's going to be our fourth episode. And we're and barely, we're barely drinking, drinking beer. We had Trulies last episode. We had wine the episode before. No, we had wine this episode before. This past <laughs> oh, we had the truth because you just came over. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So right now I am drinking a Modelo Chelada, the Piña Picante. I'm drinking the Modelo with the mango and chile one. Mm-hmm. And they're fire right now. Yeah, they they hit the spot. I already had one tall boy and Evie's about to finish hers. Yeah. And we're letting, I don't know, we're feeling it a little bit. Well, mm-hmm. I am. I am. Make sure you guys have a good, you know, beer because we're getting crunk for this one. Okay? Yeah. Now that we got past, like, what we've been up to, why we broke up, we're going to start jumping back into, like, more serious um, topics that everybody could relate to. Um, so, we. Oui. Yeah. Okay. So, this topic kind of was influenced because of you know horrible trauma that i've been through currently no just kidding (laughs) jk but not jk yeah um but i feel like i don't know like i feel i'm mexican you're mexican yes i'm mexican (laughs) other people will say otherwise but she's mexican i'm mexican guys yeah she's mexican american and i feel like the way that we were raised was a hundred percent different from any other person has raised but something that we all have in common in mexican culture household is a lot of rules that our parents you know kind of put pressure pressure on us while growing up so that was kind of like our main focus because i feel like becoming an adult is kind of like very struggling to especially living under your parents house it's it's, it's a big struggle yeah. i don't know like you have if you're in a, under a Mexican household, your parents have that mentality of my house, my, my rules. rules. As right. Long as, un- as long as you live under my house, you're going to follow my rules. And you have no choice but to follow those rules or and honestly, they guys, kick you out or yes. you, you have to move out. Okay, my mom ain't paying me. <laughs> but that's something that I've been struggling with. And I kind of wanted to get like people's different perspectives mm-hmm. and people's point of view on how they were raised kind of just kind of like to make me feel more compassionate a bit compassionate about my living situation with my parent of what i'm going through so i kind of asked Jalissa about her point of view as i do to every single thing that i you know go through (laughs) (laughs) i always ask her her point of view and i just like to learn about like how different everybody was raised and it kind of i feel like learning from different people's experiences it kind of helps me become more compassionate and more grateful towards what my parent does for me understood yes so we basically gathered around a couple of friends because we you know we don't have many but we gathered some information about how you know they were raised and living in a mexican household and i feel one thing in a Mexican household, it, while growing up, wh- while you're a child, I feel like from, you know, the day that you're born until, you know, your late teens, you struggle with, 
not being able to go to your friend's house or not sleeping over if there's a guy mm-hmm. over and something that Jalissa's cousin oh can I say Jalissa's cousin no, no just say a, an acquaintance yeah, the, yeah a friend someone okay okay so something that um we saw a lot in the different people that we interviewed or not interview you know people that shared with us their experience is that they as growing up they weren't allowed to stay over people's house mm-hmm. as of me también you know i wasn't allowed to sleep over yeah, me too. person's house unless there was a guy there not unless but like if there was a guy there i was not allowed to sleep there mm-hmm. i know? wasn't allowed to sleep over regardless of a friend's house mm-hmm. at a friend's house whether it, whether a guy was there or not like my mom did not let me sleep over and, and I, if mm-hmm. there was if i was able to like i had to beg i had to get my friend to call my mom like please let Jalissa sleep over and that's it when just, you know you want to yeah. so bad when you ask your friend's <laughs> mom to call your mom yeah and you know that, that and it would be like once in a while, like huge while, like it would be that type of like, si saliste hoy, no vas a salir mañana, o no vas a salir the rest of the week, uh-huh. or the rest of the month, but yeah. I, I did, honestly, I didn't struggle with that, because I feel like in my late teens, that's when my parents were having a lot of issues in their marriage, so I don't know, and I, to be honest, I wouldn't have a lot of down, like, you know, you know, down friends that would... And, like, let's say, because we grew up in church a lot. We were very, like, religious. And let's say a, cu- a couple of church friends, they wanted to gather to sleep over. Like, my parents allowed us because they knew the parents, but we weren't allowed to sleep over. Mm-hmm. Like, they had to pick us up, like, late at night mm-hmm. so we could go home. <laughs> so, one thing one of our acquaintances told us growing up was that, one... Um, when they would be like in school, their parents wouldn't be able to attend like their assemblies, whether it be like chorus or like talent shows or like whatever. They wouldn't be able to attend because they would always be working. And that would get to them because they would see all their other friends with their parents going, supporting them at their chorus concerts and things like that. You know, more like, um, I guess like American mm-hmm. households, she would see that. And so that impacted her because, you know, she didn't have that support. She didn't have that love. And that's something that I feel like a lot of us can relate to because at one point that happened to me too. Mm -hmm. Especially like in elementary school. My mom would try, but, you know, a veces no se podía. She would have to work or she had like other things going on. Um, And, you know, so that's something that she struggled with and then afterwards the strictness of like not being able to go out you know her friends would want to go out to the movies or want to would want to have sleepovers or something she would have her friend's moms call her mom but her mom was like really strict you know you're not able to go and that caused her and caused her to feel left out and caused her friends to leave her out of things and to make her feel left out and to eventually like distance herself from them and eventually that led to her having anxiety that she has today that is so sad Mm -hmm. that is so sad because i feel like were were her parents immigrants 
or yeah mm-hmm. that is like that's actually very very sad because obviously our parents or immigrant parents they come into this you know country to work hard for their kids but they kind of kind of forget they about forget about parenting and they just you know focus on work, i have work, to work, pay work. bills i have to take care of them i have to feed them i have to buy them supplies i have to buy them clothes you know for them to wear it in their back and like they kind of just forget about having to be there for their kids you know emotionally yeah and that's very very sad because you know it i, I i'm just picturing this like i'm picturing you know her getting an award and not having her parents mm-hmm. like clap or anything or nobody clap for them yeah that's very very sad because i remember like well not that i remember but i i wanted you know to participate in clubs and you know sports or whatever but i couldn't because my parents had to work Mm -hmm. you know because they had to provide yeah and that's that's one thing too that right now that you mentioned well i'll get i'll get into that right now when it's like my time Mm -hmm. but um so yeah because of all of that and her parents being strict and not letting her go out it led her to have like the anxiety she has today with her friends you know Mm -hmm. so if a friend doesn't invite her somewhere but she's hanging out with other friends she gets like that anxiety of like are they distancing themselves from me why are they leaving me out like you know and that falls back to that strictness and that like i guess trauma Mm -hmm. that her parents implemented on her when she was younger Mm -hmm. that is very sad and you know i'm sure like growing up as you grow up it kind of like a domino affects you to kind of build the person that you are Mm -hmm. so whatever you went through and while in your childhood it kind of like helped you become this person and because of that you know, you're better at it or not better at anything, but you're better for yourself. Yeah. And you kind of like, because of this reason, I want to do otherwise. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what basically what we're going to talking. We're going to be talking about on how different we were all raised, but kind of yet the same. Like, um, I have a friend, you know, who she grew up and she was, you know, she, she's, she's a Virgo like me. So she's very, very, very sweet such a good girl you know growing up she was such a kind-hearted person and the pressure in her parents you know having her you know to go to school to follow their rules Mm -hmm. you know you can't go out you know at all unless you have to be back at this time and it was like seven o'clock at night you know like that was like a three-hour you know thing and like that you know that sucked because once you're becoming an adult you want to live your life you want to experience you want to be independent you want to live and you want to mature and you want to live through your mistakes you know make you know no, knowing and accepting the fact that you did on your own and especially like during high school i feel like that's the prime time where you're discovering yourself you're trying to grow you're trying to figure yourself out and that can be a little difficult when your parents aren't allowing you to mm-hmm. when they're just forcing you to stay in the house and to f- basically follow in the steps of your parents mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like this this particular person she you know she had a great opportunity to you know go to a university university that was nowhere near here you know that it was in aurora but her parents didn't allow her to because she had to be close to home where they were wherever they were mm-hmm. and 
in my head i'm like how is it that you came into this country and i'm talking about my parents too you know Mm -hmm. like how is it that you came into this country to better ourselves but you're being selfish right now i'm not letting me go to a university that was to better myself to better myself that was one of my top choices you know i really wanted like it's they offered me a full ride of course like who in their right mind would not take that opportunity Mm-hmm. But for your parents to say no, you're not going because that's not where we live. You have to be wherever I'm at near us. Yeah, that's so greedy. That is so you know selfish because yes, they're always going to be your children, but they have to grow, they have to evolve, and they have to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are like, oh, they're going to go off do drugs and you know get people pregnant in college. Okay, so be it. <laughs> if that happens, you know, I feel like that's so that's something that I experienced too um with both like with both of the stories. So, for me growing up, I wasn't able to like during high school, I wasn't able to go out or hang out with mm-hmm. any of my friends, and if I did, I would have to beg my mom so much to please let me go out and then I would go out that one day and then I wouldn't go out at all for a while. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to... I remember there was this, I think for the luncheon, um, senior luncheon, I think mm-hmm. it was. We had a boat. Um, like, you know how the school like throws a luncheon mm-hmm. or whatever. And we had the dance there, blah, blah, blah. And afterwards, my friends were going to walk around. We're going to walk around downtown. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to. And they're like, Julissa, are you going to come? And I'm like, um, I don't know. I have to ask my mom. Mm-hmm. And I asked my mom. And my mom got so mad. She's like, no, ya vente pa la casa, blah, 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 this and that. And like, I was begging her and begging her and begging her and begging her and begging her. Because I'm like, bro, like I'm about to graduate. I'm here with my friends. Like, please let me go. And eventually she did let me go. Mm-hmm. But like, I... I would see my friends and they would always be hanging out. Always hanging out either around the school, going out to eat or at somebody's house. And I would just be at home like... It must be nice. Yeah, it must like, be nice. Like, I wish I was there. Yeah. And, I, like, I would always... Like, I asked my mom, like, why were you strict? Like, why were you like that? And she was just basically scared about, you know, rape, about being kidnapped, about, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um... And I, like, at a young age, I understood her, but for me, like, when I put my foot down was after college. I mean, after college, after high school, because, like, the colleague who told us, um, I got a good opportunity to go to Roosevelt University. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go to that school. That school was my dream school. Mm -hmm. And I, I made my mom aware. I applied to, like, community college around here daily. Um, UIC is not a community college, but like I applied to Daily. I got accepted to Daily. UIC, Roosevelt, my mom got mad that I actually applied to schools that were like further out because mm-hmm. she was like, ¿Cómo te vas a ir? You're going to take public transportation. I'm mucho loco. I'm not going to be taking you and picking you up, like blah, blah, this mm-hmm. and that. And like it would get to me because I was freshly out of high school. I don't have a car. I don't have money. I didn't know how to take the cta por lo mismo because mm-hmm. in high school my mom mm-hmm. wouldn't let me you mm-hmm. know so i was like dumb i was 
like naive to all of that stuff and my friends from high school knew how to take the cta mm-hmm. the bus and all that stuff so i that's when i'm like no i can't keep listening to my mom mm-hmm. i can't let her continue to force me to stay here you know because a la mera hora that i need to grow up or that i need to move out i'm not gonna know what to do mm-hmm. i'm not gonna know how to fucking you know i'm 25 well i'm about to be 25 and i'm ba- i'm barely learning my streets you know so <laughs> when it came to that i just i put my foot down and i told my mom like i accepted the offer to roosevelt i'm gonna go mm-hmm. and like you're basically gonna deal with it she got pretty mad she was like She's like, who's going to take you? How are you going to get there? Blah, blah, blah. Like, basically the same things over and over again. And I just told her, that's why they're CTA, mom. They gave they give me a U-pass. They pay for it. Like, that's it. The, the bus is literally right there. Like, if you don't want to take me, that's fine. I'm like, but I am going because I want to go. I want to experience this. Mm-hmm. And she was mad at me for a bit. And um, she got mad at me again when I told her that, I wanted to get a job because I had to pay a little bit, like not even like five hundred dollars mm-hmm. for school, and I wanted to alleviate that stress from her by getting a job and paying for it myself. Mm-hmm. And she thought I was gonna get like a job around the house, and I told her like, no, I'm getting a job downtown where my school is located at. And she got even more mad because she's like, on top of you going to school over there, you're going to go to work right after and you're going to come home very late. I'm mucho loco, blah, 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 this and that. And I told her, I'm like, mom, I'm going to eventually need to start doing these things, you know, like I'm eventually going to have to move out, get another job, drive, you know, whatever. And you're not always going to be able to to protect me or tell me what to do. Like, I need to do this because I want to grow. Mm And I want to do things for myself and be independent, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she she wasn't talking to me for a bit after I got the job and all that stuff. But eventually, like, yeah, she started realizing, like, okay, you know, she's right. Like, she had to let you go. Yeah. And I feel like that's something very common with moms. Mm -hmm. Because I I see that in my mom, too. Um, The fact that, like, she hated the fact that I had to take CTA. But when I started taking CTA for my job, like, I felt so grown up. Yeah, like, you I feel felt so like, grown. I'm like, how is it? Like, my parents, well, not my parents, but, like, my parent made it so easy for us. Like, in high school, you know, we went to Kiri and we lived all the way in 57th and Kedzie. Like, we we couldn't, I mean, we could have taken a, the bus and then the train, but we didn't. My parents... You know, helped us buy a car. And, you know, it wasn't a good car. It was, like, a shitty-ass car. But they bought us a shitty-ass car for us to go to from from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. You know, they went to that lengths for us to make sure that we were, you know, okay getting to school. So we don't ha- we wouldn't have to be dealing with the bus, with the train, and everything. Oh, I, I would have to. Um, they would either drop me off or me and my sister would walk. But we had to go straight. Mm -hmm. and if we took any longer my mom was blowing us up yeah and like before that like during middle school like my sister would always pick us up in that corner and you know my my older sister had to take care had to pick me up and then we had to pick up my little brother and then you know as time went you know and then when we got to high school my parents bought us a car 
So we never struggled in that act in that aspect, you know. But when I did get into the CTA, when I had to take the CTA for for work, I loved taking. I love taking it, mm-hmm. taking it because I felt so grown up. But my mom, she would trip us. She said, "Hasta acá caminas. Ten cuidado. Mejor llévate mi carro. Yo encuentro un Uber. Yo me encuentro que me lleve. No te preocupes." I'm like, in my head, I'm like, lady. Obviously, I'm gonna appreciate it because she worries for me. And sometimes, yeah, after a while, taking the CT, it, it gets tiring. Yeah, it does. So if you know she offered, I'm like, I guess you know. But that's the thing, like about parents and about moms, especially that they think that they have to solve everything for us, mm-hmm. and that they don't. At least my mom, like my mom, babies us a lot to the fact that it's kind of suffocating, and we'll roll into that <laughs> <laughs> because growing up. I saw my older sister take care of us. I saw, you know, the struggle that she had to go through. And for her, in her perspective, you know, she said that living in a Mexican household is hard. But living in a Mexican household in an American country is even harder. Because you have the pressure, you know, to kind of help out in the household until you're married until the guy comes ask for your hand in marriage but in between that time you have to you know help for the necessities like either pay a bill or pay a grocery or whatever you know mm-hmm. so that kind of like takes away the independence obviously paying a bill it, it teaches you responsibility but it doesn't teach you the the independence that you want to do as an adult Within yourself right and under the circumstances of life, you know, of God, of the universe, unfortunately, my parents ended up splitting up. And during that time, my parents forgot to be parents. So the only parent that we had was my older sister at the age of 17. You know, when she got her first paying job, she had to take care of us. You know, her her check had to go to rent, bills, our school supplies, and what we needed. You know, my little brother was four years old, so she had to raise him. You know, I sometimes I had to do his homework for him when he was in pre-K <laughs> <laughs> because I felt bad because obviously his mom needed him there. And I I was not going to do that. I was not going to sit there and teach him. I'll just do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Maybe that's why David is the way that he is now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's all coming together They're now. Right. It's my fault, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know. It, that was a lot of pressure for her, you know, having the need to, you know, to pay for things that she didn't ask for. It was a lot of pressure under for on for your shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. and that was our circumstances because, you know, we didn't have much and we were a lot. And, you know, that was her circumstance. Me, I was different. You know, I I didn't see what she was going through now. Obviously, I'm very, very grateful for that. Because she, she, ella nos sacó adelante and, you know, something that Diana deserves is the world for everything that she did. Oh my God, I just said her name. Oopsies. Anyways. <laughs> and, but like me, like now, it's just, it's, I'm having such a, like a hard time adjusting to that, 
you know like I love my parent I love my parents so so much and I would do anything for them and I appreciate everything that they have done for me both of them you know despite of the things that we had to go through in the hard times I am very very grateful for the life that I live but I feel like the pressure on me having to stay there to take care of I don't want to say her of them it that's a lot of pressure like the other day my mom was like oh I don't care if my two oldest you know leave or move out but it's gonna hurt me so much and I hope that that day never comes that you have to move out that's a lot of pressure for me because you're relying on me to take care of you and of course if I was a billionaire I would take care of both of all my family and if my friends of my friends too because if i'm gifted this opportunity of course mm-hmm. i would want to help out the world but that's something that i struggle with that i want to live my life i want to i want to be able to explore it and you know travel and do the things that i want to do things that a lot of people don't have the ability to do it mm-hmm. My sister, she didn't have the ability to travel. She didn't have the availability to waste her money on herself. And that's why, like, I don't know if if it's selfish of me to think this way. Because I see other people that they had to, you know, raise their little sisters. That they had to make sacrifices. Like, my friend, my acquaintance, she had to move out to be able to be happy. You know, my sister, she had to move to a whole different state to be happy, you know? And it's just like, I don't want to fall into that routine where I have to make myself unhappy to be able to contribute mm-hmm. so other people could be happy. You get me? Yeah. I get this? No, yeah. <laughs> so, I like, a lot of, um, like, what you're going through, I feel like a lot of people can relate to it because in a Mexican household, you are forced to, as soon as you get a job, tienes que pagar biles. Tienes que ayudar en la casa. You have to pay mm-hmm. rent. You have to pay a bill or you have to buy groceries or you have to do that. And you, like, that's a lot of pressure on someone, like, as a child because mm-hmm. you want to grow up. Mm-hmm. You want to figure yourself out. You want to grow and you just like you said you want to travel you want to save up for your future you want to do a b c and d you want to save up for an apartment for a car to go to school you know whatever it may be but you have these traditions and these parents with this mindset where like for example your mom said can you know can hopefully no llegue el día that que tú te vayas or something mm-hmm. you know and obviously that's going to put like some doubt in your head like oh fuck like you know maybe you had planned to move out next month mm-hmm. maybe you had planned to move out later in the year but now you have that doubt in your mind that's like fuck should i not do this right to help my mom mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the thing is it's like you're already helping more than enough and whoever is going through any of this if you're giving some sort of money whether it's a hundred bucks whether it's 50 bucks for your parents' gas, mm-hmm. you know, it's, that's more than enough, I feel. Mm-hmm. Because you are the child. Mm-hmm. Your parents are not the children, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, you're grateful for them. Yes, in some way or form, you're eventually going to repay them. 
but I don't think that the t- that being forced is the way to repay them. You get me? Right. And especially that we're all at a young age, we should be focusing on ourselves and bettering our, our ourselves and our lives and moving forward in life because, at least for me personally, yo no veo vida if I'm just like doing the same thing doing the same thing mm-hmm. over and over again and i'm just supporting my mom mm-hmm. supporting my you know dad or whatever and i'm not doing anything for mm-hmm. me because el dia que se mueran you know knock on wood what am i gonna have left right you know I, all my time and my money i spent it on them and yes i like, like you said if i was a billionaire Mm-hmm. I'll do it gladly, but when you're in the process of like figuring yourself out and your life, mm-hmm. and you are doing as much as you can for your family and your parents, that should be more than enough. And some parents sadly do not see that mm-hmm. and just ask for more and more and more and right. more and more and more and more, and it just it drains you because you're like, I have nothing else to give, not even for myself. Like, I don't know what else to do. And I feel like that's where a lot of people get stuck where they're at the point where, like, I don't want to keep doing this because I'm not getting anywhere in life. But at the same time, I feel shitty because she's my mom. Yeah. Because she's my dad. Mm-hmm. Or he's my dad. You know, whatever. But... I feel like if you're at that point where you're literally drained to the point that you have nothing for yourself or that you feel like you've already given enough and they're not appreciating it, mm-hmm. you are allowed to set that boundary and say no. Right. You know, because at the end of the day, nobody is going to move you forward in life or push you towards your successes but yourself. You know, and yes, your mom, your dad, whoever, they're going to be mad at you for a while. But eventually they're going to see why you did it, Mm -hmm. you know, and hopefully they do. And if they don't, you know, give it time. I'm so glad you said that. You basically took the words out of my mouth because you did it. You said (laughs) it perfectly, honestly. And, you know, that's one thing that I struggle with, you know, accepting the fact like it's just I feel shitty thinking the way that I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, because I we have an acquaintance, you know, that she shared her thoughts. She lives with a single parent and, you know, her parent does not work. She works, but it's um, seasonal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she helps out more than I help out in my house. And she's you know very grateful of course she said she shared with us you know some feelings that she said that maybe you know she feels like it's because she has to and i feel like that that's just kind of like uh, a trigger i'm like why do you have to and that's and that falls a lot like in our this household you know like Mm -hmm. it's you have to and it's not not because i want to but i have to because i really my People rely say, on me yeah. to do so. Because if they're not working, then who's going to be paying for it? And that's just, that's like, that's a lot of stress. That's a lot long days for you to, you know, work hard, for you to provide for yourself and for, you know, this other person and for this other person and for X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's just like, how? how why? Like, I don't understand. Like, 
I guess as time goes, tradition goes, generation goes, like everybody's raised differently, you know? Back then, Mexicans, they're like, okay, the wife, she takes care of the kids, she cooks, she cleans, Mm -hmm. and the husband goes out to work. He comes home, the food better be ready, the kids better be doing their homework or whatever, you know, everything's set from time to time to time to time to time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I don't know, I never lived in Mexico. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) So I don't know if that's, that's how it is now. I don't know if. That's just the Mexican culture, but now as being raised in an in American environment and seeing the modern life, I do not want to do that. Mm-mm. I do not want to do that. I feel yeah. like that's the whole reason of our podcast is just make proving people wrong and proving breaking out of the norms. Yeah, and I feel like our the people that we asked they had a lot of really good things to say. Um, regarding them not doing the traditional Mexican things, Mm -hmm. you know, um, like the lack of love and support as a child in the Mexican household or being forced or like the stress, the strictness of not being able to hang out with friends Mm -hmm. or the force of having to take care of siblings, having to pay bills, you know, and things like that. And we asked one of our acquaintances, you know, because she has two little boys of their own. Like, now that you've grown up the way that you grew up, with your children, what is something you're going to do differently? And the one thing that she said right away was, I'm going to show them love. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell them I love you every day. I'm going to show them love, whatever assembly they have. Me and my husband have to attend. Mm-hmm. It's not a choice. We have to be there. We have to support them because it might not seem as a big deal to them now, but when they're older, they'll really appreciate it. And she said that her son is noticing it now. He's saying, We're a big family. We're a good family. You know, we're a happy family. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and that's something I never had growing up. And that's something I'm going to make sure my kids have growing up. She's a very involved mother. She's a very active mother with them. She um, signs them up in like swimming classes, tumbling, you know, whatever, for them to be active, for them to socialize. And regarding like the strictness of like going out with friends or whatever, she said that she's not going to be like that she's going to become friends with the mom of their friends of their Mm -hmm. of the son's friends she's going to if her son wants to go to the movies she's going to take him if her son wants to go to his friend's house Mm -hmm. and vice versa if the friend wants to come over he's more than welcome to come Mm -hmm. over you know just talk to the mom you know obviously everything is done safely right you know and with a protective mindset yes but like i feel like Everything you can do it in a certain way mm-hmm. and still protect your child and not be strict. Right. You get me? Right. So I guess that just like falls back into how tra- like the traditional Mexican way to how nowadays people and parents are doing things. Right. And then something that, you know, despite of, you know, the issues and the negative things, um, I'm very, and that's a good thing that you're, you know, that acquaintance, acquaintance is, you know, remembering to say that to her kids because 
I remember my parents telling me that. And I feel like that that just does such a difference to people when they tell you, I love you, I'm proud of you, you know, continue to do what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, stay positive, you know, motivate each other. I feel like that's, it just helps you become a better person for the future and for other generations or for your kids or whatever. And that's a, such a great thing that, you know, she's doing. And, you know, mm -hmm. props to her because, you know, she she came from a hard, up, uplifting life. And now she's very successful, you know, with her kids, with yeah. her family. And, you know, she's mm -hmm. defeating the odds. And that's one thing I told her, too. I'm like, you're surrounded by all of this tradition. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think of a traditional Mexican household, she grew up in that and yet she still found an out to say no i'm gonna be different and i'm gonna do this and in in a positive manner yeah, in a positive. she could have hold a grudge and be like no i'm gonna get get away from these people and you know they're never gonna see my kids and exactly. stuff like that yeah. so she's handling it in the most smartest way ever you know props to her mm -hmm. and <clears throat> One thing that I was going to say is that, you know, I feel like in in a lot of situations that differ from our, you know, the experiences that we've gathered is that some people have, you know, have both of the parents. Sometimes they have, you know, just one parent. And that kind of also affects, you know, the outcome of how you were raised. Um, like. I don't know, like, I know from one experience that we gather and from, you know, my ex my personal experience is that as, as, as you, as you become older, if they're alone, they kind of rely on you more. What do you mean by alone? Like, like, you know, without another, a spouse, without mm -hmm. a significant other. They like a single parent? Yeah. Okay. Like, they kind of rely on you more. And like that you know like I feel you like, kind of become their spouse yeah. in a sense yes, yes. Oh. yeah it's okay <laughs> like you know my parent calls me her, their you know significant other with her friends and i'm like so i do right i'm your daughter first of all i'm like i you know i love you and i'm you know i'm willing to help out but like this is just so much pressure yeah <laughs> because i feel like if i'm independent you should be independent too You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, if I'm able to do this by myself, you should be able to do this by yourself. If other women that have 10 kids from different baby daddies and that's okay, and they're still single and they're still making it happen, you can too. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody comes from a different country, you know, homeless, you know, with just their clothes on their back and they're able to make it, you can too. You know, don't rely on your children to make your life a difference. You should mm -hmm. want to focus on their life making a difference for themselves. You brought them here for their future. You brought them here for for their life. And for them to do the mistakes that you didn't do. And for, and them, for, to, for, for, for them to learn from them. And you to know? live the things that they weren't yeah, able to exactly, do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If I have the opportunity to travel, let me travel. Please, let me experience the world. Let me live. You can't continue to keep me in this hidden cage for the rest of my life because I'm never going to live mm. and I'm never going to learn and I'm never going to evolve. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's the truth. And that's something that, you know, like I said, a lot of people and children 
that are in this position struggle with mm-hmm. you know that it they feel guilty of thinking this way but at the same time it's like you shouldn't because you need to do those things and if you don't put your foot down with your parent it doesn't make you a bad child mm-hmm. you one, know one thing that that i do take take out of it as as a positive thing is that i've you know because i have to pay bills because i have to pay money like that has taught me how to be responsibly financially re- responsible like i know that i have to pay my bills that yeah. i know i i can't be going out if i don't have money you know that's something that i'm grateful for my parents that they have taught me i'm like okay i'm gonna contribute to this household i i'm down for that mm-hmm. you know and i will be able to you know contribute but i mean as much I, as i can exactly that's the key thing as much as you can not as much as you're forced to. yes as much as they expect yeah you know good good thing that you brought that up because i feel like sometimes like or uh, I, I, me and other people that you know have gathered their information with us is that they have to in their eyes like you have to give me this amount of money every single week or else we're not gonna live and that is that's a lot of pressure <laughs> i feel like it has parents can tend to like guilt trip you mm-hmm. in a way like they find a way to make you feel sorry for them and mm-hmm. make you feel like you have to mm-hmm. and there's one thing that one of our um people said that you know i i brought you into this world Mm-hmm. You know, like you didn't ask to be brought into this world, mm-hmm. so like I'm not gonna ask you. To I'm give the me... parent; you're the child. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, it's my responsibility to do so, to take care of you until you have your own kids. You know, that's up to you. That's how you decide to raise them. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, that's something that I want to, you know, live when I have my kids. Like it's not, like it's, it's not their it's not like it's not their it's not their job to take care of me mm-hmm. you know a lot of people's like they say like they took care of me in my whole life why wouldn't i take care of them of course i, I there's you know something i i want to make this straight i'm like that i feel like with all the people that we've listened there you know that have shared their thoughts and their experiences i think they all got they all shared the same detail is that they'll never leave their parents alone to die mm-hmm. like a thousand percent they always will be there for them but at the same time they have to understand that we're you know we're young adults you know we're living in life as much as we can with everything going on mm-hmm. you know money is not is not the main thing I feel like we should raise each other, motivate each other with love and peace and sanity rather than hatred and negativity and being forced to do something that you don't want to be doing. Yeah, and I I feel like, um, and so, like, for me personally, I, now that I'm an adult, I, there was a time period where, yeah, my mom tried to force me to pay rent because her significant other were was implementing these ideas in in her head Mm -hmm. but luckily i wasn't able to i mean well i not that i was luckily i 
ended up not having to because my mom stood her ground, you know, and I feel like even though I didn't experience, you know, what Evie's going through where right or like our other um, friends have said to us where they feel like they have to at this age support their family and pay and they're forced to do it like I was still able to find a way to be like independent with my money and still find a way to manage with my, my my money and it falls back to like when I was wanting to go to college and get a job that's where I was I forced myself to do this and you mentioned how like you're you're going through this but you're still able to you learned how to manage your money how to save your money how to be smart with your money mm-hmm. and um other people just don't don't go through that and have like a different kind of experience right. you know like one one particular person she shared completely different from how we were raised you know she was raised you know she had a lot of siblings and she was the last one and growing up she was by herself majority of the time so her parents are a little bit older and they have everything set for her you know and you know obviously that's such a blessing and you know she acknowledges it that and she's very very grateful for her parents that she's never asked to pay a bill even though she's asked and that's offered yeah she's offered to pay a bill to help in any way but they've always like no it's okay like it's fine you win your money you go to work and you don't have to worry about anything and that and that's a whole different perspective because she wished that, that they she were yeah that she, they that they were the way that they are but at the same time she also doesn't have independence her parents well her her parent her 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 parents kind of you know they kind of want her to stay at home all the time and she doesn't get her independence so that 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 is tricky for her because you know she she in you know some ways you know air quote has sit easy but at the same time it's not easy because she's not able to live and she's not able to do things on her own because her parents are always there she doesn't have that um she doesn't i guess you can say she doesn't really know how to be independent or how to like Mm -hmm. manage certain things because growing up her family le lava las cosas you know and it's a really good thing to live that way but with her perspective like it really because obviously from what you've heard in this episode me and evie we we grew up differently Mm -hmm. you know and so hearing the perspective from this person it made us realize the impact of being raised differently in Mm -hmm. the sense of like having everything handed to you yes it seems easy but ya de grande Mm-hmm. that's where you see and it's the some, impact and as i'm reading it back right now something that she wished also that one of you know an acquaintance that we had that we also shared right now is that she wished that her parents were more present that she wished yeah. that her parents were you know Weren't there for her. yeah that they were because they were always working because her mom was always working and it's something that she wished she could have had is for her mom to stay at home and and like that like honestly that takes a big effect 
on someone's life. Yeah, as like we said earlier too with one of our other um acquaintances who said that that's something that stuck with her and that she wished was different was that mm-hmm. her parents were more present in her assemblies and her things, you know. Yeah, and she said that she struggled trying to do things on her own because her grandparents, her her parents' parents pushed them as children, especially her dad's parent um, who would take him out of school because she said school wasn't for the poor people. So you see how, like, it, it's so different as time goes. Like, think about it. Like, your parents, like, I know, I know, like, I even see it, you know, with my mom or with my parent. I even see it with my parent. Like, the way that she's trying to raise me is because of how she was raised. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it kind of like inflicts and it, it, it's like a domino effect. Like yeah, she, like, like it's a passed down generation mm-hmm. to generation. So from like the experiences that we've gathered, you know, we've all been through it. Yeah. <laughs> you like know, it- we have people that have gone through hard, uplifting childhood trauma to really hard struggled, you know commitments as an adult especially living in a mexican household with either both parents or a single parent it's very hard and i guess the point of this you know episode was just kind of it's because like it's just so hard okay (laughs) i'm gonna say the point of this episode because i feel like i have a more firm stance in it um and because like i did it myself and it worked out completely fine it was hell but like it worked out so you know the point of this episode was to point out the struggles of what we go through Mm -hmm. in a mexican household you know hispanic household um the way we were raised whether it's um we weren't allowed to go out or we weren't allowed to go to our dream school or we weren't allowed to get a job or you know now in adulthood that we have jobs we have to pay bills we have to support our our parents we have to do this we have to do that and the way i see it like if evie correct me if i'm wrong the point of this episode was to one show you guys that you're not alone in what you're going through um, if you can relate to what I've been through, to what Evie's going through, you know, you're not alone and, you know, just so you won't feel alone that there's other people out there who are going through the same thing. And if you're thinking the same way, you know, that we, th- that I thought when I like, basically said like, you know what, fuck your way of thinking, mom, like I'm going to do what I want for me. And if you're in the middle, like Evie is where like you feel bad for not wanting to help my stance and like the point of all of this is to put yourself first if you know you're helping as much as you can and your parents are just like asking for more or if you feel like you don't want to help anymore to better your own life do it you know your parent is your parent and your parent should be supporting you and helping you and shouldn't be holding you back from wanting to better your life to wanting to better yourself to wanting to move forward because 
you know, eventually you're going to want to get your own apartment, your own car, your, you know, things like that. So if you're doubting yourself where you want to stop helping or you don't want to help out as much because you want to better yourself, I say go for it. It's going to suck a little bit in the sense that your parents might be a little mad at you, but eventually they're going to forgive you because they're your parents. And I've been through it where, you know, my mom was mad at me, but eventually she like forgave me. The point is, is to just set your boundaries. It's okay to put your foot down. It's okay to say no as long as it's to better yourself and your future. I feel like we, we, we should all be grateful for the things that yeah. our parents do. You know, I, I And that's one thing too. Like just because you're thinking this way doesn't mean que eres un mal agradecido. You know, or that you're ungrateful. Yes, you're grateful and yes, you've helped. But if it's holding you back from pursuing a good future in your life, you should find a healthy balance where you're able to do both, you know, regardless of what your parents say. If they want more money, if they want more this, if they want more that, like, okay, yes, you want more this, but what about for me? Mm -hmm. And uh, honestly, like, going over all the experiences that we went through today or that we've gathered, it kind of just opens my eyes a little bit more on, you know, being more sensitive towards my parent you know being more compassionate towards my parent like obviously i know the struggle you know of well i don't know the struggle of being a single mom or being a single dad but i'm i'm sure it's hard you know but i feel like something that we could all gather is just the fact that we've stayed positive and that we've helped each other i feel like if you help your your loved one everything will be okay if you motivate your loved one, everything will be okay. You know, we, you know, and friends, friends is, you know, such a big factor in your life. You know, you should have a really good friend because we've, you know, our friends were able to share their, their experiences with us. and They were able to be, you know, gullible and to share their traumas. And they kind of teach you great things mm-hmm. as they're speaking about themselves. Because now, like... I, I can say that, I you know, I have a different perspective now. You know, I have to be more sensitive. I have to be more understanding. You know, I, I'm, I'm still 100%, you know, in my right mindset that I, I, you know, that I want to be. I want to continue to live. I want to live. I want to feel life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for a really long time, that was like not a good thing, like, because of my parent being scared for me or because my parent doesn't want me to grow and i'm sure a lot of people you know are battling through the same things but just know that i feel like it's up to you yeah whatever you feel in your right heart that you want to do you should go ahead and do it mm-hmm. and if it's a mistake you'll learn from it because that's what life is about mistakes and learning from it <laughs> Mm, honey, I make a lot of mistakes. Same Z's, same.
we're at the generation where we're breaking those generational curses, quote unquote. I guess you can say, you know, mm-hmm. um, we see it in my um, in the, the our the differences mm-hmm. that a lot of the people that we interviewed that they're doing differently now compared to how they were raised with their parents. And my mom, she's even said it herself, like with my younger brother and my baby brother. She's going to do things differently. She's not going to be as strict. She's going to give them their freedom. She's going to, you know, she's going to be there for them more and more involved. And I'm seeing that now because mm-hmm. hasta me and my sister were like, damn, pero when we were younger, like blah, blah, Nos blah. Pegaban. Yeah. That's what I told my mom. Like, <laughs> cuando yo estaba creciendo, me azotabas. No, <laughs> no yeah, that's, but you know, and but we see it as like, oh, like, but when we, but no, but it's like, it's a good thing because they're breaking out of that traditional cycle. And That's good. They're evolving. Exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe my parent needs to have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as like if you're a child, an adult who's in this position, it's okay to break away from what they expect you to do. You know, right. it's okay to not do what they expect you to do. But if you do want to do what they expect you to do that's okay as well it doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't make you a naive person at the end of the day you know you're a good person regardless but yeah guys please i don't know let us know if you guys relate to this or if you guys don't or if you guys do please share with us because uh, just living in a mexican household is freaking hard and there's so many aspects to a mexican household and just the mexican culture in general that's just cuckoo bananas yeah and something you know oh i remember something um that you know my sister brought up it's like that she's gonna raise her kids 100% 100% differently like you know and that's how I would want to raise my kids like for them not to ex- expect me to be taken care of you know if they get older mm-hmm. I would want to be able to help them because they didn't ask to live you know I feel like that we should all keep that in mind if we have if we want kids and if you guys don't want kids you know don't have them right does it wear a condom or take birth control oh but right. I don't know, guys. Um, it's just I I've noticed that a lot of people have struggled with it, and I noticed that a lot of people struggled with it when you, they were younger, and they either have it easy or they either have it have it really really hard. And I feel like we should all, you know, you know, help each other out to see mm-hmm. how we can help each other out to see, you know, different perspectives and you know we're people. not alone in this, right? Because we're Mexicans, and you know. My mouth is watering so bad right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, let us know what you guys think about what we talked about. If you could relate to it or if you have a different perspective completely, let us know. Because we're, we're all about different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're talking about this topic and with my experience and Evie's experience and all these other experiences that we interviewed people for. But if you have something different or you have something you can relate to, let us know. Shoot us a message. We'll be posting in our story. So make sure you fucking swipe up and respond, guys, because we don't like talking to ourselves. Please, please, please share with us how different your childhood was to us. And please share with how your adulthood was, uh, was different from us because... 
Everybody's different. Because I know me and a lot of people are in a pickle right now. Mm-hmm. Wait, did I say pickle in another pickle? No, you said me and another people are in another pickle. Oh. I don't know. I'll see when I record. Okay, <laughs> edit I'll just this say again. that again. Like, I know me and another people. <laughs> Does that make sense? Me? You know, so you know that me and other people. Me and other people are in another pickle. No, are in a pickle. Are in a, okay, me and other people people are in a pickle and we just want advice guys <laughs> help that only took me like five times to I say but <laughs> we got it together <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening make sure to follow us on all our social media that we do not know yet by memory but the link will be down below and we'll be sharing it on all of our personal social medias but yeah, guys, this, this was kind of like a rant episode. <laughs> you think so? I don't know. I ranted a lot. I'm sorry, I don't know. Guys. I'll see when... We always feel like this, but then when I'm editing it, I'm like, yeah. We sound so smart. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. Okay, guys. All right, guys. We're going to go eat already because we're starving. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. We'll catch you on the flip side. Tutors. Bye.